You good people, wonderful people of God. You know, look, Pastor David shared a, a great message last Sunday from the beginning of Luke's gospel when the angel Gabriel appeared to Zechariah to tell him about his wife Elizabeth was going to become pregnant with John the Baptist. And today I'm going to take the next stage of that story when Gabriel again uh, appeared and announced to Mary that she was going to be pregnant with the birth of Jesus Christ. And just thought, Gabriel is only mentioned by name twice in the New Testament. And both times are around about here, Christmas story connected, where he's coming to announce about two women, Elizabeth and Mary, are going to be pregnant. All I would say, if over the next couple of years you get a stranger at your door saying, hey, I'm Gabriel, uh, just be prepared for the message that's coming after that, because the only message you gave you in the New Testament is, hey, your wife's going to be pregnant, or whatever. Okay? I'm just saying. Okay. But I'm going to read it. I want to look at the next part, and we'll read from Luke one twenty six onwards. In the sixth month of Elizabeth, six, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, "Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you." Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left. Just a few points around this. Last week, Pastor David's message was about the CPR of faith, or faith CPR. Uh, I have asked his permission. So this week, my title is Mary's CPR. It was faith CPR last week. It's Mary's CPR this week. So the theme for December for New Life is CPR. Okay? No pressure in the next three weeks of preaching for people. But the, the theme is C-P-R. Listen, Mary, just an ordinary day in her life, just one day, just one day, one ordinary day in Mary's life became the most extraordinary day and changed not only her life, but changed history and mankind in a sense. And we hear about the real meaning of Christmas comes out. The beginnings of the real message of Christmas is coming here in this story. And what do you mean by CPR? First of all, is Mary's confusion. Mary's confusion. And that was considerable, to be honest. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. 
the Lord is with you. I don't know how you and I would have reacted. I don't know how I would have reacted, but an angel appears and just says, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But I think Luke sums up pretty well Mary's uh, reaction when it says she was confused and disturbed. Confused means unable to think clearly or to understand something, to be bewildered. Disturbed means experience or exhibiting emotional disturbance or hesitation. No, we can look at it and say that's wow. But just you imagine you're a young woman and this angel appears and just declares to you, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. No wonder she was confused and disturbed. You know, I, I can get easily confused. I acknowledge I can get easily confused. I can listen to two experts on a particular topic disagreeing over the, the subject, and I get confused. I can listen to politicians talking, and I can get easily confused. I can listen to some preachers preaching. No, don't go there, okay? Don't go there this morning. I'm pretty confused. I can get easily confused. Recently, I, 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 I play walking football quite a bit, and recently I was at a tournament, and I know some of you don't know about football, really, but you play walking football, it's small goal posts, small goals, the net, the crossbar is about that high, okay? And you play to rules that if an opponent, if you kick the ball over the crossbar height, then it's a free kick to the other team. And I was playing against a team and it, they, somebody belted it and it went about that over the crossbar. So I approached the referee and said, is that not a free kick to us? He says, no, because we're playing crossbar height. I thought, it went that over the crossbar. I'm confused. It must be me. And for the rest of the day, I'm saying, Jim, that must have been you, because he's a referee and he's always right. If you follow football, you'll know the referee's always right. I am easily confused. But anything I'm confused about pales in comparison to Mary's confusion this day. But I want to tell you today, where are you at in life? You might be living in confusion. You might be living in a place where I don't know what is going on. There's stuff going on in your world that makes you disturbed. You're confused, you're disturbed. There's some issues that you just haven't a clue what it's all about and what's going on in your world. You might look at the chaos of our world and be confused and disturbed about what's going on. Maybe that's you today. Mary knew confusion in her world. It's like... I don't know what is going on here. I don't understand it all. I'm a bit concerned. But this is the message she heard. Don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid, Mary. You're found favor with God. And maybe, I want to tell you today, maybe you're confused. Maybe you're disturbed about what's going on in your life. Maybe you're concerned about areas in your life. I want to tell you the Christmas message today from God is, don't be afraid. God's got it all in hand. God's got this. God knows what's going on in your confusion. He's never confused, and he's got this. You just need to recognize that God's got this. Don't be afraid. And then, she, and then he says this, you have found favor with God. Wow. What a message that is. And her confusion and her, I haven't a clue. I've got, got it all together. I don't know all the answers. God speaks to her. You've got favor. God, you're the favor of God has come into your life. I want to tell you today, that is great about Mary. 
But if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you've accepted him as Lord, I want to tell you, you have found favor with God. God's favor has come into your life. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, by grace you've been saved, not of yourselves. It's not of any works you've done. It's a free gift of God. It's grace. It's favor been poured out in your life. You may be not get it all together, but I want to tell you the unmerited favor of God is in your life. You don't deserve it. You couldn't earn it, but you've got grace and favor in your life. In your confusion, God, the Christmas message was God putting skin on and coming into our world and introducing grace, favor into our life. If you read John's gospel, it starts like this, speaking of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Then he goes on to say, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth, full of the favor of God. And just as Mary heard the message that first Christmas, you have found favor with God. I want to tell you, you who know Jesus Christ, you've got favor in your life. You've got God's grace, God's favor. Grace is unmerited favor. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. The fact that God saved us is only by His grace. We didn't deserve His salvation, His forgiveness. The fact that He saved us, the fact that He spares us, the fact that He gives us breath, the fact that you woke up this morning and God gave you another day, the fact that he heals you, the fact that he provides for you, he protects you, he watches over you, he heals you, he blesses you every day, his goodness and his mercy run after you. It's all because God's grace and favor is poured out into your life. Jesus came to demonstrate grace and truth, and grace is in your life. There is a sense in which Mary was the most blessed, favored woman that ever lived. I know it's a shock to some of you guys who think your wife's the most blessed and favored woman because you're God's gift to her. But I want to tell you, Mary was blessed. Mary was favored in an incredible way. But God's Christmas message to you is you're blessed, you're favored, not because of what you've done, but because of what he's done. What he's done. And every time I say that, the song comes into my head. But this morning, you're blessed and favored. I keep it in my head and I don't sing it out in front of you. Okay, your grace, his grace and favor on your life is not because you've earned it, it's because of what he's done. It's because he's done. Mary's sea was confusion, which was considerable. But two, Mary's perspective was changed. Mary, you've found favor with God. You're going to give birth to a son, you're going to name him Jesus. And then Mary received a message which changed the whole perspective. Mary, you're favored, but he will be very great. Mary, get your mind and your eyes off of yourself and put your mind and your focus onto the one who's going to be very great. He's going to be son of the most high. Mary, you're favored, but Christmas is not about you. It's not about your life. It's not about how privileged you are. It's not about how favored you are. It's not about how much grace is in your life. Christmas is all about the Savior Jesus Christ, he himself who came, and this is what the Bible says at Philippians 2, 6 to 11, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. 
Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself, we sang it, in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of divine honor, highest honor, and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Christmas is all about him. It's about him coming into the world to become the King of kings and Lord of lords. Mary, he will be very great. Mary, you're good. The festive season is good. The celebrations are good. The parties are good. But above all, it's him. He's beyond good. He's, he's not even great. He's very great. He's very great. It's about Jesus. You know, great men and women come and go. But this is what it says about him who is very great. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. There's some been great people in this world. They've come and they've gone. But there's one who's above great. There is one who is very great. And his kingdom will never end. He will rule and he will reign forever and forever and forever. The one who came and gave us right standing with God. And I think Mary would be even more confused and disturbed. You found favor, Mary. Oh, you're going to give birth to the Son of God. How can this happen, she says. And the angel basically says, it's supernatural. And in a phrase, Mary, it's supernatural. It's above your thinking. It's above your pay grade. It's above your problem-solving capacity. It's above your ability. What's coming into your world, the life of God coming into your world, it's above what you can do. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the baby will be born will be holy and be called the Son of God. I don't know how that affected her confusion. I don't know if the angel's answer really helped her in her confusion. I just made it worse. I'd have been more complicated in my mind than she was. But the message of Christmas is here. I've got some problems going on. I'm in confusion. I don't know what's going on in the world. But the message was, get your mind off your natural ability. Get your perspective off what you can do and get your perspective on him to who can do above and beyond what you can ask or even think. You might think, I've got some problems going on in my world and I don't know how they're going to get fixed. You might think, I've got some issues, I've got some promises and I don't know how God's going to fulfill them. I want to tell you this morning, you need to get your perspective off what you think can happen and get your perspective on the one to whom nothing is impossible. Here, Mary... Listen, you may be in that today. You may say, how is my family going to get saved and come to faith? How will that healing take place? How will that finance work out? How will that relationship be resolved? How will that need be met? I can only do so much, you may be thinking. I can only do a little bit here. Just like Mary, this thing that's happening in Mary's world, she can only do so much in it. Now, I'm not saying... It's a little part, carrying a baby in your womb for nine months. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that. It's a little. 
But the reality is Mary couldn't make this happen. Mary couldn't make this happen. And there's people in here, and I just feel this, that you've been trying to make things happen. You've been trying to fix things. You've been trying to make things go away or things to happen and come into your world. And you're failing. But God's got a message for you today that says you need to take your eyes off your ability. You need to take your eyes off what you can do. Your perspective needs to change and you need to lift up your eyes to the one to whom nothing shall be impossible because he's going to fix what you can't fix. You just need to come to him this Christmas. I've stopped trying. I've tried everything and it's not working and I can't fix it. But God speaks to you today and you know what? God's going to come into your world and he's got the power of the God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that fixed this thing for Mary. Mary had a part to play. She did what she could, but beyond what she could do, there was a limit. God came and says, it's supernatural, Mary. What I'm going to do in your life is not due to your ability and your natural thing. You need an impartation of God, the Holy Spirit, to come. And I want to tell you, you've got things that you can't do, but Christmas speaks of the supernatural, miraculous power of God being revealed into humanity human being, and this thing you think can't happen, God says to you today, it's going to happen, because he can make the impossible possible. The Holy Spirit is going to intervene, the Holy power of the Holy Spirit is coming into your world. This was a dark place here. Just imagine, we heard last week, for 400 years there was nothing happening in this world. God was silent, it was dark, there was oppression for God's people, there was a real difficult situation, and it seemed, how's this going to change? And for 400 years, there was darkness, but one day, changed it all. One day, it happened. One day, God stepped into mankind and changed it. After 400 years of apparent silence and darkness, one day, God stepped in at the right time and made the thing impossible possible. Sometimes we think, God's promised me things for the ages and it's not going to happen. I want to tell you, Christmas tells me, I read Micah, five, 700 years or so before it, there's a prophecy, Jesus is going to be born in Bethlehem. That's great, we got a promise to think, great, tomorrow God's going to do it. This is 700 years, but you know what, it didn't matter how many years, the promise was still true, the promise was still going to be fulfilled, because God had spoken it, God had said it, and you have promises, and you think, I don't know how it's going to happen, it's been 700 years, and God's not answered this promise, I want to tell you, God in one day can come, because he's faithful to his promise, and God's word will never fail. The word says, for the word of God will never fail. It was promised, and it's going to happen, and the things, listen, I know this is not particularly Christmas, but your perspective needs to change. You need to get your eyes off your problem, your eyes off your ability, and get your perspective changed into the one who is very great, who can do it and will do it if you keep holding on to his promise. The band are coming up just to encourage you. Mary's confusion is considerable. Mary's perspective has changed. I love some of the phraseology the Bible here. I'm going to speak into some of your lives. You think it can't happen. I love what the angels do. Oh. Okay. I can sing in that key. Okay. Okay. I love what the angels said here. You need to hear this today. He said, Talking about Elizabeth here, people used to say, people used to say, she's never had a baby, people used to say about Elizabeth, but now, 
know, people used to say you were a cheat, you were a loser, you were a drunk, you were a thief, you were an abuser, you were whatever people used to say. But you know what? Look at you now because of the grace of God in your life. But you're thinking, and others are saying to you just now, that's not going to happen. You're never going to achieve that. You're never going to be able to do that. You will never see that happen. People have spoken to some people in this life, and I just, again, feel this in my spirit. Some people have spoken into your life and have said, that's not going to happen. You can't do that. You'll never achieve that. That's not going to happen in your life. But I want to speak over your life today. There's a day coming when people used to say, people used to say, people used to say Elizabeth was barbing and she's never going to have a kid. But look at her today, she's six months pregnant. And you've got people in your life to say, oh, she's this, he's that, that's never going to happen. Stop believing that. I want to speak over your life for those who really know that and an experience and say, there's a day coming, there's a day coming. I don't know when, but there's a day coming when you'll be able to say, people used to say that that was not going to happen. People used to say that that was going to over my life, but they're going to used to say it no more because it's happened because God has spoken in, God's power has come into my life, and God has done it in my life. People are not going to say, used to say things anymore because God's going to do what God is going to do. And Mary's response was correct. It's a CPR. I got there in the end. A confusion, a perspective, and a response. Mary still had a whole bunch of questions here in her mind. I mean, as I read this story, she started confused and disturbed. But at the end, I think she was more confused and disturbed than ever. She had questions, I'm sure. How did I tell Joseph about this one? Hmm. <laughs> What are, what are the neighbours going to think? Where's the best place to buy a buggy? When did the prenatal classes start? I don't know if she had those questions in her mind. But she must have had a whole bunch of stuff going through her confused and disturbed mind. But she comes and she simply says, I'm the Lord's servant. Wow. Everything you've said about me come true. Wow. It's incredible. All that stuff and all that confusion and the stub state and all the questions and answers. And she simply says, I'm your servant. Let it be as you've said into my life. I yield and submit to your word over my life, God. And Christmas is about us coming again to him and saying, above all the confusion, the chaos, the carnage, the stuff, the hassle, the demands of the season. Lord, we're your servants. You came, the one who came to serve and not be served, the servant king, the one who came in, come into our world. And Christmas is our opportunity to come afresh above all the cares and all the hassle. And I love all the buzz about Christmas, I really do. But it's recognizing he came for us. He came to save us. And our responsibility is to come like Mary and says, I submit to your word over my life. I submit to what you're asking me to do. King James says, be unto me 
according to your word. Scott gave a great devotion this morning about voices we hear and listen to. We need to listen to his voice. There's a lot of voices going on in your head and your mind today. But his voice is speaking to you. Say, are you willing to yield again to me? Are you willing to say, I'm your servant? You know, the Christmas message is that Jesus came to bring God's favor into your lives. We need to recognize you live in the favor of God. Even if you don't feel it, even if you're living in confusion, even if you don't understand it all, maybe didn't understand it all, but she still said yes to what God was asking. The Christmas message is that it's Jesus who's great. It's not Santa, it's not the elves, it's not Gabriel, it's not even Clarence. It's not you, it's Jesus, the greatest one of all. The Christmas message is that though you don't understand how things are panning out or working out in your life, you need to get a perspective no matter what you can't do. The power of the Holy Spirit is at work to make the impossible possible. And the challenge of Christmas for us all is to come to the one who came to serve and said, whatever it costs, whatever it is, I'm willing to submit again to you and be it to me according to your word. Can we stand for a moment? I want us to take a, a real God moment here because I believe God wants to speak into our lives. There's almost almost like a throwaway line here at the end of that story. And it says, when Mary said that, then the angel left her. I don't know if she was relieved or whatever, or even more confused. The angel came with a word from God. But then the angel left her. Okay. The messenger left her. You know, there's a sense in which, as I preach and we preach, we're messengers from God. But the messengers will leave. I'll step down off the platform not well. Tomorrow I won't be about most of your lives. But when the messenger left, the Messiah came. Because she said yes to what God was asking her. There was a day in our lives when we accepted Jesus. The message was, you're a sinner and you need Jesus in your life to save you. And when that happened, the message maybe had passed. But when we said yes, the Messiah came. The Savior came. God birthed something in Mary. After the message went, Mary yielded to the message and God birthed something in her. For us who know Jesus, when the messenger left about salvation and we say yes, God birthed something in us. It's called new birth. Jesus came to live inside us by his spirit. Today, maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your saviour. I want to tell you this morning, I've got a message for you, that Jesus came not to be born 
but to die on the cross and rise to give you new life. And if you say yes to the message of Christmas, that Jesus came to be the saviour of you, not just the world, but the saviour of you, and you say yes, be it to me as you speak, God, that God, that Jesus becomes my saviour. I want to tell you the message will be gone, but God will birth something in you and he'll come to live inside you by his spirit. I'm going to say a prayer. And if it's you, just you, just you be praying where you are. Father God, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for Jesus coming into my world. I recognize I'm a sinner and I can't fix that. But Jesus, thank you that you came to die to take my sins and rose to give me a new life. I hear that message today and I accept your word. I receive what you said and I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior right now. I want to tell you, when you do that, the message might be gone, but God's birthing new life in you. But I really believe for all of us here, is God speaking to you today? Just take a moment. What is God saying to you today? What is God saying to you this Christmas? What challenge is coming to you right now? What God is he saying? What is he asking you to do? Mary says, be it to me according to your word. I want to tell you, if you say be it to me according to your word, yes, Lord, what you're saying, I'm up for that. The message might go and I'll go away, but you know what? God can birth something fresh in you within you today, which will never leave. If you're saying yes, if you know God's speaking to you today about anything, you need to respond. You don't need to understand all. You can be confused, bewildered, whatever else. Mary didn't have all the answers. She didn't know what was going to pan out, or how it was going to pan out. But I really believe God is speaking to some people in the day and he's asking you to do something and he's saying, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to say yes? Be it to me according to your word. I want to, if you say yes to today, I believe God wants to birth fresh things into you. It could be ministries, it could be life, it could be power, whatever it is. But God wants to put something in you. After today in the church service and the messenger has gone, the Messiah, the life of God will come into your spirit and God will birth something fresh in you. If you just say yes right now to whatever, I don't know what it is, but if God's speaking to you, be a Mary this morning and say, be unto me, according to your word, I'm your servant. I just want to serve you and be obedient to my master today.